I got you for five hours on our five-hour midnight ride to 5 a.m. We're going to talk tonight. 877-337-6666. Rosenberg's staring at me on the other side. Fliegelman's here as well, and we got you for five hours. And there's the music bump. It can be expected when Paul is in here, the music gets blasted. And what can be expected from the Yankees is as bad as you think they are at building a team. As terrible as you think this run has been for baseball on the field for the New York Yankees, as much as you think this is a mismatch of a a roster and they've done a terrible job with the actual baseball team on the field, they are far, far, far worse at the PR game and trying to help themselves when they're talking to you, not just the media, because I don't think Brian Cashman understands exactly who that is foul mouth rant was directed towards. And if he does, I mean, I almost respect it. All right, we're going to get into it. We have all show to go through all the different quotes and all the different things he says. And you know me. I've wanted Cashman fired, but I still think the vitriol towards him is ridiculous sometimes. And I happen to agree with several of the things he said. But the app, the tone that Brian Cashman decided to take out one is extremely entertaining. I was just enthralled with watching it. But it is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, these two, both guys speak, right? Hal Steinbrenner speaks, then Brian Cashman speaks. And it could not be more diametrically opposed on how they went about it, and they both were idiots. You can't make it up. Both did a terrible job. Let's start with Hal just for a second before we get into the fireworks that was Brian Cashman. One with Hal Steinbrenner. Here's the thing with Hal. At least he does, right? On on the surface, he gives you unacceptable, right? There are a couple of bullet point quotes where if you want to be fair about it, which no Yankee fan does, let's also just mention that. It doesn't matter. If 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 the Yankees say something you like, it's show me. And if the Yankees say something you don't like, see, this is the problem. There was nothing these two gentlemen could say waiting a month after their season ended, a week after the World Series ended, or whatever, how many days it's been. There's nothing they could have said that could have pleased you. There's nothing they could have said that would have made you happy. So you know going in, this is some on some level a losing endeavor no matter what they do. But at least Hal Steinbrenner gives you a couple of quotes that you could at least say, hey, okay, maybe he understands. It's unacceptable, right? It's it's a complete failure. The fans deserve better. Uh, you know, winning, uh, having a winning record isn't a uh, an accomplishment. It's a requirement. I thought that was a good line. The fans are nowhere closer to a championship. We didn't make the playoffs. We didn't. It's unacceptable. It was a total failure on every level. Fine. Okay. At least he sounds like he's upset about what's going on. But here's the problem with the Hal Steinbrenner stuff. He's had a month. 
And since his comments of on the Michael K show, talking about why he wonders why the fan base is mad back in June, which was stupid then, but he's but at least at that point the season hadn't collapsed just yet. But he's had all this time. And he, he's had all this time. They talk about the audit as soon as the season's done. Now, that's kind of changed on what the audit is, and we can get into that as well. But he's had all this time. He understands the fans are clamoring for the jobs of everyone. They want Boone fired. They want Cashman fired. They want major changes in the organization. You have, you have acknowledged that you are going to make changes in the organization. You've talked about it. You talked about uh, your, your, your captain. And your star players talked about changes. You've talked about working with him, which is another angle, and this we'll get to. But, like, all of this time, you know you, you talk about an audit and an outside firm and all this. You know you're not going to fire Boone and Judge, uh, Boone and Cashman, right? You know it. You have got to come into this press conference with some kind of specifics on what you're going to do. You can't just go, oh, we'll make changes. You might not know that they're big, but trust me, I've talked to Judge. They're big. You can't show up to that press conference with no answers whatsoever. I understand the offseason has just begun. And I understand this audit now is going to take a year or whatever this is. Pretty much they're going to monitor another company and how they do analytics and spend a year doing how they do, watching how the other the other side does, and then comparing notes at the end of the year. It's the biggest non-burger waste of time conversation that we've had, and the Yankees have had a ton. But you can't go into that press conference if you're the owner of this team and not be willing to talk about how much money you're willing to spend, what you honestly are talking about in some of the things you're going to do different, some of the areas of problem, something, something. He gave absolutely nothing specific. He just yammered for a half hour about nothing, absolutely nothing. And yeah, he gave you some of the quotes you want to hear, fine. And I do believe he cares. And I, I think the nonsense about only caring about chicken buckets and, and money made, I think is bullcrap. I think he wants to win. I do. I think he's uncomfortable getting rid of Brian Cashman just yet. I do believe he's bought into the idea that, you know, overall, that it's been a successful organization and this is a year where it's a major problem as opposed to really looking at this from a, a, a wider, taking a step back and looking at the overall job they've done for the last decade or so, I do think this is more specific to him that this was a failure and overall they've done a decent job so he's not ready to fire people. But you have to have something. He said absolutely nothing. And the one thing he gave you, which has now become a, a laughing point, that people are pointing to and mocking the Yankees for is something he thought, and this goes back to why he's just bad at this, he thought he had something in his back pocket that would appease the fans and make people actually think that it was a smart thing to say. He thought he'd get away right now. I'm telling you, the minute he walked off and some, and then he realized was monitoring public reaction to his comments, and he's like, how the hell are they mad about the bunting thing? You guys told me they want small ball and bunting. How, are they, how am I getting killed for that? He's yelling at some PR guy right now because he thought the bunting thing was going to be a positive. You should, and if you watch the conversation, all right, okay, I'll tell you one thing. I'll give you one good one. We're going to bunt more. Brian, uh, you know, uh, Aaron Boone thinks that bunting's become more part of the game. We're going to go and really um, focus on bunting more. It's the dumbest. It's so 
He's so talking to a minor few people inside the Yankee fandom. But it's not only that. It's it's he thinks he's giving some sort of answer of solving small ball. It's just the idea that that's the one. Because I think if you gave a myriad of things, if you gave, listen, we don't, we we don't. We don't uh, put enough contact. We're too focused on launch angle. We're doing this. We need to focus on this. We need to focus on that. You know what? And we should be bunting more. We're realizing with the new extra inning rule and some of the different things going on in baseball, we're noticing speed. We're noticing bunting. You know, we've kind of stepped away from bunting. That's something else we got to look into. If it's one of six or seven things, we all go, yeah, you know what? The extra inning rule, you probably do. But how many times have guys come up with the Yankees in the rare situation? And I think bunting more and more is, is probably a ridiculous comment. But And I'm a bunting in a lot of situations, but and I don't agree necessarily that it's it's become a huge part of the game. But whatever, there are times where bunting is an, a necessity or something that would make sense. And the Yankees don't have anybody capable of bunting. So if this was one of like five or six things, I think it's it's completely a non-issue. And most people go good. They probably should learn how to bunt. But when it's the one thing you give after the worst season in 30 years, the one thing you're willing to be specific about, the one thing you're willing to talk about is how Aaron Boone suggested you bunt more. It makes the manager look stupid as that's his only great uh, uh, contribution to the conversation. And it makes you look stupid that that's your pointing to as a major reason why you weren't successful last year. Don't you get it? Don't you get you just had the worst year in 30 years and people are pissed off? And it's not about the overarching thing about bunting or small ball. It's about how do we fix this roster right now? I, I don't understand. He thought he had some winning argument. I think Cashman did the same thing with some of his comments. Cashman thinks he had a winning argument with the smallest analytic team. But we go on and on about analytics, right? On and on about analytics. That's a problem. You know, we're too analytically driven. Fan base says it all the time. And if you weren't screaming and cursing at them, they'd be willing and more open to listening to you. But the idea that you have the smallest analytic department in the American League East, like he said that as if he had like there was venom and dagger, like ha ha ha. You shouldn't have the smallest analytic department in the American League East. You should have the biggest. It's not necessarily the analytics. It's how you view them and what you're doing and, and how you're basing your decisions. But you think you have this argument won by saying, ha-ha, I bet you you didn't know we have the smallest analytic department. Who do you think you're appeasing with bunting and small analytic departments? Like, it's just dumb. But now let's get more into just the Cashman overtone because for me, at 12 when we got the owner, it was nothing. It was a month we waited for it, and we got absolutely nothing. The only specific is bunting, and it sounded stupid. And that's what came out of it. The Bronx bunters. It gave an opportunity for all the haters out there to mock and laugh at the Yankees because the owner showed up a month after the season, everyone waiting with bated breath to hear from him, and he comes out there with, yes, I'm upset, and we should bunt more. That's all he said. He wasn't willing to go in on how much money he's willing to spend, luxury tax threshold he's willing to go over. Like, they didn't talk about He wouldn't give a single damn specific about contact, about strikeouts, about how they want to approach hitting, about anything except bunting. If it was one of six things, we'd applaud it. But because it's the one, it's laughable. So that was at 12 o'clock. Then we had to wait a whole new five, a whole five hours for Brian Cashman. And I'm pretty sure in those five hours, he was sitting around drinking coffee and doing cocaine because he came out firing. I'm obviously kidding about the drug. 
but he came out firing. He was in a corner drinking black coffee, and he came out firing. I don't ever remember seeing Brian Cashman that angry. Have I heard the same things we've heard from Brian Cashman in that press conference? Sure we have. We've heard about the injuries. We've heard about how they think they're doing a good job and they believe the process. We've heard all those things. But this was a general manager, and this is without question the way Brian Cashman attacked this. This is a this is a general manager who is absolutely fed up. Fed up with being talked about as if his organization is one of the worst in baseball. When everyone he talks to, when every GM he deals with, when every when everything because let's be honest, I totally believe that the rest of baseball does not look at the Yankees the same way the fan base does. And I do not think other GMs inside this organization you hear it from a bunch of different guys, from DePoto in Seattle, who makes his own dumb comments, but you hear it from Bean in, in Oakland, you hear it from all the different general managers throughout baseball who are enthralled because they know how difficult the job is that the Yankees have had such a winning success and winning culture for years and years and years. You don't have to be happy about it. I'm not happy about it. It's not enough to appease us. But if you listen to the rest of people, the rest of his peers, the other people he does business with, He's considered a very good Hall of Fame, world-class general manager, and he's fed up with the per- perception that it's run like a dumpster fire. He's fed up. And I respect it in many ways, but it was the absolute worst tone. The fan base is pissed off, Brian. And when you go back and forth with Joel Sherman, you're not going back and forth with Joel Sherman. You're going back and forth with your fans because they read Joel Sherman. They agree with what he's saying. They're pissed off that this team was miserable last year. They don't want to hear about it. That's the ultimate thing. Nobody wants to hear about it. It's a month later. Now we're all focused. The offseason's going to start. There was a time to break down last year. I thought they should have done it as soon as the season's over. Now we're, we're free agency starting, and all we're trying to figure out is how the hell you get Juan Soto, how the hell you improve this team. And instead, I understand the questions were asked. He didn't just go off on a soliloquy about his issues last year. And some of it's about how you fix the problems, but it's all about fixing the problems and moving forward. Instead, he's getting into ridiculous arguments, rehashing old trades that he can't win. I agree with some of the stuff he's saying, particularly about Montas and particularly about different things. Like, it's a terrible trade, but you know what the Yankees do on, on uh, at the trade deadline? Feel they need to chase a championship and will take risks with trades that otherwise, if you're not chasing championships, you don't do. Like, I agree with him on some level on many of the things he said. I really, I truly do. But the, the, the vitriol he came out with and the way he attacked this and then the constant defending, you had to realize how angry this fan base is and how miserable last year's team was. And while I do agree that it's a fine line on injuries, it's a fine line between excuse-making and reality, I do agree with that concept. Like, should we pretend that the injury to, to, to judge didn't impact the team? But at the same time, the, if one guy goes down, is it acceptable to have the worst season in 30 years? Like, it's a fine line. But Brian Cashman can't choose the first time he addresses the media since the worst year in 30 years, open it by saying, I think we do an effing good job. That is just asinine. It's absolutely asinine. 
And to go over it and over it with, with Joey Gallo and arguing all the points, I don't understand. Instead of just, he should have just acquiesced to a lot of these things, drew up L's and taken all the L's and just said, yeah, but this we're moving forward and we're going to do better at this. And we're going to do better at that. And we need to attack this. We need to attack that. Instead, he played, I'm Brian Cashman. Everyone I talk to, and and I know my career, and I know how hard this is, and the other people who know how hard this is know what kind of job I've done. And I'm tired of acting like we've been run like a dumpster fire just because we haven't got back to the World Series when we won 99 games last year, and we've had winning season after winning season after winning season, and we just haven't been able to make the playoffs. That's what it was. And I agree on many levels, and it gets me in trouble, and people call me shill. I was just on Twitter with someone saying, let's hear what you have to say tonight, shill. Because I do agree. I do agree on some level that it's not as easy as people perceive and that he has done a better job and that the vitriol and anger and bitterness towards him goes overboard on many occasions. But this was not the time, Brian. And fighting the fan base the second you have a mic in front of you for the first time since the worst year. And make no mistake, Cash, it was a pathetic year. Where and you are, and the last three years of your track record is flat out garbage. Like you have to own that. You just have to own it, and you can't make it seem like you're perfectly happy with the way things are going. I don't even know if that's true. But he was so entrenched in defending himself and fighting back that that's how it comes off. It comes off as if he's not recognizing any of the issues that have gone on here. Like, to me, the most important comments, he's talked about getting two outfielders, two left-handed hitters. Like, that's what I'm more focused on. And ultimately, like, that's all that's going to play. How does this team do moving forward? Because a lot of the fan base, a lot of the fan base believes we're, we're in line for now the next 1980s or the next 1964 to 76. Like, they think this is going to, about to be one of the worst errors in Yankee baseball moving forward, not just last year, but moving forward, that there's no end in sight. This is what your fan base is concerned about, and you're arguing about your, what your due diligence on Joey Gallo, and that, and that Joey Gallo was picked up by other playoff teams, which might be, of all the things he said, the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You traded him at the deadline, Brian. Who trades at the deadline? Playoff teams. You were willing to give them away for practically nothing. You actually, instead of focusing on that, you should have talked about the guy, the pitcher beater that you actually got for him and how he's moving up your organization. Instead, you're talking about how he picked up by the Dodgers and playoff teams. You traded him at the deadline. The Pirates aren't picking up Joey Gallo at the deadline, Brian. Like, wake up. I, it's, it, was, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable, but I, on a, in a weird way, I, I'm impressed with him. In a weird way, I respect it. As frustrated and as dumb as it was, it also, there's no other way. Like, unless this owner is completely withdrawn from what the, the fan base thinks, and we know Brian Cashman is. Like, that's another thing that was proven in this, and I've talked about this forever. Brian Cashman doesn't give a damn what you think, and in many ways, it's his best quality. I love that he doesn't give a damn what you think. He probably shouldn't. But he needs to understand that he shouldn't continue to poke you. And that he can't act like this when the fan base is furious and his track record is trash for three years. Like, there is, I mean, 
the owner talked about the Peralta move. The owner talked about the 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 Clay Holmes move. The owner talked about the Trevino move. Like, okay, some of the bit parts surrounding this team, the Yankees have done a good job with. I completely agree. But the main crux of this team since 2017, or really since 2019, to be fair, has been bad, bad move, bad move, bad move, wrong move. Every single one. You can't stand up there like you're Brian Cashman, 1998. You have to recognize what's going on and how pissed the fan base is. Like, he had none of that. But now the owner, who's going to hear, I don't know, necessarily me, but, you know, whoever, us, the radio station, the fans calling into the radio station, he is going to hear the reaction to his lousy press conference and the 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 firestorm and the anger and the vitriol Brian Cashman returned to the angry and vitriolic fan base. He's going to hear the reaction to this. Brian Cashman has no other choice but to win. And that's what I'm going to take away from it as someone trying to be a positive Yankee fan. He has no choice. Hal has no choice. This thing is teetering on the edge. Because Hal Steinbrenner has to recognize if another season like last season happens in the middle of this Judge and Cole window, if they do again where they don't spend the money, which I don't know another way out of this right now for a year from now for next for the 24 season without spending a ton of money, how... If they don't address what's going on, if they don't dramatically improve this team, yes, you can you could save money by going young. I think everyone's okay with Wells being the catcher. I think everyone understands Volpe, the Gold Glove winner, is going to be at shortstop. There's ways. There's other. You know, hopefully uh, Dominguez comes back at some point in the year and is, is a starter for you. Like there's ways to go cheaper at some level, but you have got to make a splash. You have got to go spend money. You have got to give your fan base a reason to believe. And if they don't recognize that, and if Cashman now isn't on the hot seat, if Hal Steinbrenner doesn't tell Cash, you can talk like that, but you better freaking win, then I don't know what's going on here. Because that's the one thing I'll take from it. Cashman gave himself no wiggle room. Cashman didn't fall on the sword. Cashman didn't say, hey, look, we're changing everything. You know, Because there, there is a route to say, hey, we're changing everything. We're changing how we do analytics. We're changing how we do this. We're changing how we do that. It's going to take some time. You got to hang with me. I don't know about next year. Like we're gonna we're gonna find out. But I I, I gotta we gotta rework this whole thing. Like a lot of the moves I've made over the last year have just been completely wrong. The last couple years have been completely wrong. We need to evaluate how we make every single decision. And you know we're auditing ourselves. It's going to take a little bit of time. We need to to completely flip this thing from top to bottom. And you got to hang with me, and we're going to do this thing. We're going to do it the right way. I don't know if the fan base would have bought it, but on some level, I think the fan base understands that it might need something like that. I think a lot of fans would actually welcome that talk. They don't think Brian Cashman should be the one doing the flipping top to bottom, but at least they recognize the issue and how ugly it's been and blah, blah, blah. Like That would have been a route to maybe buy him some time or, or figure out how they're going to go about it in the future. Instead, we're freaking good. You don't see it. We're going to make subtle changes, but ultimately it's about wins and losses, and I'm going to go out and get wins. That's what Brian Cashman said. Now he's got to do it. And now that's what I'm focused on. I don't think this lasts forever. I think this is fun. You know, we'll have some fun with it. And if he fails and gets fired, we'll harken back to it. If they win and successful, we'll harken back to it. But it's he's 100% right when he says about it's about wins and losses. If they win next year, no one will care. 
No one will care. If they have this, if they go get Yamamoto or they go get, uh, you know, um, whoever in free agency and they add to this lineup, they go trade for Soto, they go get Bellinger, they go do something, and this lineup changes and they score runs and they win baseball games and they're playing in the World Series, no one will care. But if they're not, if they have another miserable season like this, how does the, how does the owner not make a decision? Because it's one thing off of one year. But now today, or yesterday, in your press conferences, you had no answers from the owner, and then you got a pissed-off general manager who thinks he's above your disdain. You better win. 877-337-6666. McMahon here with you. So we'll have fun with Cashman. I'll play some of the sound bites. We'll go through it. And again, we might have some disagreements because I do agree with several things Brian Cashman said. I do. I agree with a lot of what he said. I think his tone was terrible. I think some of the things he said were ridiculous. And ultimately, he hasn't won enough to stand there and talk like that. But we'll get into it. We'll go through the different comments. We'll have some fun with the Yankees here for the next five hours. 877-337-6666. Robert Sal is another one who keeps saying the same dumb things. So we'll talk about the Jets and how they talk and what their situation is at the quarterback position. We The Mets also spoke, their new uh, president of baseball operations. It sounds like there won't be a GM. He's running the show. Does it really matter? Like, if anyone's really upset the Mets aren't signing a GM, does it matter? When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Commissioner Bud Selig announced today that third baseman Alex Rodriguez of the New York Yankees has been suspended without pay for the remainder of the 2013 championship season and postseason and the entire 2014 championship season. You tell me why I should serve one inning. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, a very interesting Tuesday leading into a very interesting Wednesday morning. 877-337-6666. Cashman had some press conference, spoke for about 60 minutes, and the C was angry that day, my friends. I mean, he was... The F-bombs flying, the BS flying. I mean, he was in rare form. I did not see that coming. I have to admit, I did not see it coming. I thought there was a chance he would double down on things. I thought there was a chance that he would talk about, you know, the 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 way they do business and and different things. And, and while I agree, with, again, this is where I'll diff, I'll end up getting in. You know, it's funny because what happens is I'm gonna I killed Cashman in the open, and rightfully so. And by the way, I do think it's time to move on from him. I just I just have it. Just feels that way. I still don't think they're doomed with him. Like I still don't. I, as crazy as I am, I don't. I don't think that press conference shows that he's incapable of turning this thing around. It's going to be difficult this year. They're going to have to spend a ton of money to get out of it. There's like, there's issues with the team that I don't know get any better. I mean, you could sign Bellinger, you know, but the kids got to perform, and that's something I want to talk about a little bit later too. Like the perception of the minor league system, I think, is kind of unfair. Because they change things. They changed things in 2018. For years, and this is totally fair, for years they developed nobody. For years. I mean, you go, it's like between Robinson, Cano, and Judge, there's nobody. 
And before Robinson Cano, it, it, it takes you back to the to pre-Cashman. Like, so, I mean, they have not developed a lot of, of, of big-time players for this team. The baby bombers all failed. Like, that is 100% true. They changed things in 2018. We have no idea what this farm system looks like. None. It's Volpe. Now, some of the guys have come up and not performed particularly well. I know that's a, a big thing that uh, Cash and Sherman were going back and forth about. Peraza, Pereira, you know, some of the different guys who immediately stepped up, uh, you know, Cabrera, uh, Oswaldo Cabrera. Like, yeah, I mean, did they really get fair shakes to show what they are? I don't know. But if you look at the numbers inside the minor leagues and how many, and they're hitting and, like, all the things we think are problems with the Yankees are really just problems with the, the New York Yankees. Because if you look at the farm system, their contact rate is top of the league. Their strikeout numbers are are top of the league. Like, they don't – they aren't – it's not like they're teaching strikeouts and swing and miss at the minor league level. They just haven't been. Like, all the numbers offensively for the minor leagues are actually pretty good. They've been better. They've been better at drafting, developing, and putting offenses that perform in the minor leagues much better than they were prior. They just haven't really had guys come up yet. Even you know, Gleyber Torres, those baby bombers, were of the different era. But, I mean, Cashman just, he doesn't realize he's fighting with you. I don't know if he does. Like, he thinks he's just arguing with Joel Sherman, and he wants to stop this. He's big on the perception versus reality. Well, the reality is you've lost. And the reality is this franchise is judged on championships and you haven't been to a World Series since 09. So maybe you shouldn't, as much as I'll defend you on certain arguments and as much as I'll defend you to a lot of crazy fans who think you're the worst GM in baseball history and how you're garbage and you're running this team into the ground and there's no hope of success until the day you're gone. Like I'll, I'll defend Brian Cashman on many of those things and I'll defend on many of the moves and some of the things he talks about in this press conference. His arrogance and his tone and his I'm smart you're stupid and at least that's how it comes off is completely unwarranted it's completely unwarranted considering what's gone on with this team and what we just saw this year this was not the press conference to be pissed off I would have understood it more last year off a 99 win season the fan base all pissed oh you got embarrassed by the Astros hey they're the Astros we just won 99 games we had the best record in baseball until everybody went down like that at least I would have understood it I might have had similar comments now about, hey, calm down, no need to get so angry. But at least, hey, 99 wins. We were playing the bet. We, we were on pace for a 90, 98 team. Like, we did everything we could. We tried to add, we had tried to add Castillo, couldn't do it. We, we thought Montez was the next best pitcher. Sure, yeah. We knew he might have had injury problems, but we're chasing a championship. We were hoping he made it through the year. We're doing everything we can to win. You know, the, uh, Benintendi got hurt. LeMayu got hurt. You know, uh, what do you want? Like that, I would have understood a little bit this year. Not speaking for a month after the worst year in 40 years, and you come out firing like this, hard to understand. Dan and Sparta, you're up first on the fan. What's up, Dan? Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? I was just, all right. I totally forgot what I was going to ask. But Something I, uh, about Brian Cashman. <laughs> it, it was about, and I'm just looking up, start, there are some very interesting things about uh, Goose Gossage. What he's saying about uh, Cashman back in the eighties? I guess the guy's old. Um, well, what would he say about Brian Cashman back in the eighties? Well, he he was saying he's a weasel. Um, yeah. And the, the game passed you by. He's saying, you know, he was he was just a Steinbrenner henchman, pretty much. It seemed like it. I'm reading this article, um, and. Um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I don't, I, I don't, I'm sorry, man. I don't care. I Honestly, I don't care about Goose Gossage. I can't take the first call uh, uh, about Brian Cashman and Goose Gossage. And Goose, Cashman, Goose Gossage saying, Brian Cashman, the game has passed him by. I mean, <laughs> Goose Gossage pitched in the 70s. Goose Gossage talks about how Mariano Mariano Rivera isn't that good a reliever because he pitched one inning. But I'm supposed to take him as, you know, his his advice on what's passed what by. Like, stop. Stop it. I don't care about what Goose Gossage has to say. I'm not even sure those quotes are from any time recently. I, I you know, the, the point is, like, and, and, you know, it's it's funny. There's a couple of different talking points that come from it, uh, this this stuff. And some of it's Hal Steinbrenner, like the Aaron Boone thing, like, like and the bunting thing. Like, some of it, I have to admit, like, some of it, the fans, you guys aren't rational. And that's part of it. Like, that's part of it. I get it. We're not rational. Like, the bunting is stupid, but you guys clamor. You know how many phone calls I take about bunting? Do you know how many? Like, honestly, do you know how many calls I take about small ball? And then the owner gives you, we're going to get back into bunting and more small ball, and we hate that too? You hate everything he says. Like, I was watching, like, one clip. Like, it's just everything the guy says is ridiculous. Like, we, we hate everything that is said. Like, nothing he could have said, nothing Brian Cashman could have said. We hated everything. And like, oh, small ball, I hate, oh, no, now it's bunting, huh, bunting. You've been calling me for weeks and weeks and weeks about bunting. And now even that's dumb. Like, I, I saw one clip from a guy who does a, a Yankee podcast saying that when Steinbrenner said, he goes, Steinbrenner said that the major problem with the team is run production. You know what that means? It means we're not spending money on Yamamoto. That's what that means. I'm like, are you serious? Like, it's obvious that the problem with the Yankees is run production. That's that's obvious. So when Steinbrenner says it to derive, that means they're not spending money on pitching. It's just like that. It's just nothing he could say. And I get that. I get it. And that's why saying nothing was just stupid because all you did was allow people to nitpick every word you had to say because none of it meant anything. And the other talking point uh, coming out of a little bit is, is the, the, the uh, level of judges' involvement in this and what it means for Brian Cashman. And I'm hearing a lot of people saying, well, Brian Cashman's mad because of how involved judges. Right? That's, that's, that's ridiculous. You know why, Brian? You know why Hal Steinbrenner is talking about judge? You know why Hal Steinbrenner is talking about working with Judge and talking to Judge? Because Judge is one of the few names that is not toxic with the fan base. That's why he thinks you love Judge. He knows you love Judge. So what does he say? Is he going to say, hey, me and Brian Cashman have been talking about this? He knows he's the general manager. You know how involved he is. If he says Brian Cashman, no one cares. But if he says Judge, because Brian Cashman, we all want fired. Brian Cashman's an idiot. Brian Cashman's doing all these terrible things. So why would I go on and on about how, you know, what me and Cashman think? Judge. Now, now me and Judge talk. Me and Cole talk. Me and Judge are, are talking about things. Well, clearly, because he knows this is the PR game. In some ways, he's good at it. I thought the comment about um Telling, asking Andy Pettit, like the fans don't want to hear it. I, I'm surprised the fan reaction from it on some level. But like I talked to Andy Pettit about about Aaron Boone. It's almost like, perfect. That's a, great. It's like, you don't like it? Tell Andy Pettit he's, he's stupid. That's exactly, like, that's that's the PR game. I talked to Andy Pettit about Aaron Boone. He's around the team. 
He's a former Yankee great that you all love. He told me that Aaron Boone's a good manager. You got a problem? Take it up with Andy Pettit. Go ahead, badmouth Andy Pettit. Say Andy Pettit's stupid. And the other thing with Judge is, you know, we all agree with everything he says except when it comes to the manager. Like, we don't want to hear that he likes the manager. That doesn't matter. I don't care if the players like the manager, but we want to hear we want to hear Judge's comments on everything else. Anything else Judge wants to talk about as far as analytics and look at the wrong numbers and this and that, that we're all open to. But when he tells you he likes the manager and that we play for the manager and that the manager holds us accountable and that the manager is doing a phenomenal job, we don't want to hear that. That we don't want to hear. Because we don't like what we don't like and we like what we like. That's it. And we're pissed off as a fan base. And I get it. It's been a long time. It's been a long time without winning. But, like, some of the stuff I agree with. Like, the Montas stuff, I heard Keith talking about it. You know, I understand the vitriol. I disagree. I understand his point on Montas completely. Like, I'm, I, I understand that. The Yankees are forced to do things other teams aren't forced to do. They can't just sit back and say, well, you know what? I'm not crazy about his medical, so we'll just sit pat with what we have. That's not how the Yankees do business. They did it this year because they didn't like the team. And that's a, a different conversation. But for the most part, when that team is in first place in the division and they know they're going to the postseason and they feel they need to bolster the rotation, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. And Montas was the second best pitcher on the market. And the medicals were, you know, he talked about the medicals, that they didn't think he would need surgery, that people were more confident in what the shoulder could hold out, and they take a chance because they have to. He's not going to sit back and just go with what he's got. He's going to make sure he tries to give this team every chance it has to win. I understand that. Some of them work. Some of them don't work. It ends up being a terrible trade, don't get me wrong, and he's still held on the accountability of making good moves and bad moves, and that's a bad move. But do I understand the thought process of, hey, we're the Yankees. I'm the Yankee general manager. I can't just sit back. I have to go make a move. And while, yeah, his medicals are kind of iffy, I have to take the chance that he holds out and gives me an opportunity to win. Like, do we not understand that at all? Like, I, I understand that. I understand the injury point, too. Like, nobody wants to hear it. And I, and I, I don't like it being used as an excuse necessarily but when he says, "Should I ignore the should I ignore the fact that Judge going down impacted the team?" Like I don't know. Did injuries impact the team? Of course it did. To say it didn't is silly. Of course it's not. It's not an excuse though. Like you shouldn't just look at it and say, "If it weren't for that, we would have been fine." But on some level, when they're breaking down the season and what happened, should they not take injury into account? Like I don't know. A lot of the things Brian Cashman said. I kind of agree with. It was the package and the wrapping he put it in. And taking on the fans, which is exactly what he's doing, is a losing endeavor. You don't win taking on the fans. You just don't. You just don't. And to be this self-indulgent and to be this angry and to be looking to, you know, like defend yourself and your people so much, and I understand it. Nobody likes to hear that people do a bad job. Nobody wants to hear this. I get it. And I do understand they've been a winning franchise, and sometimes the fans treat it as if they're the Pittsburgh Pirates or they're the Detroit Tigers or they're, I don't know, whatever, current bad team. The Kansas City Royals. Well, the Kansas City Royals won a championship. I know, but they, they suck every year. Like, he, he doesn't want to hear that, but 
You have to take the L when you've had a miserable year. He had no interest in L taking. None. John in Fairfield. What's up, John? Hey, how you doing? How's everything going? Just off the plane from L.A. and hearing these sound no. bits. Uh, yes. A little frustrating. I, listen, I totally agree with you. And, and by the way, I think he's frustrated, too. you got to take the L, but he's pissed off. Yeah. And you know what? I'm I, I getting questions from people that he probably feels are inferior in terms of baseball knowledge, but by the same token, fans are fans. And, yeah. and I, I agree with you 100%. Listen, I think the last couple of years, my areas of frustration are – not having a left fielder for two years no doubt. is unacceptable for the New York Yankees. Oswaldo Cabrera, God love him, nice utility mm. player, he's not your guy. And you've known that since going two for 30 in the playoffs when he, when he played you know, pretty, pretty okay to get them to the playoffs the year before. But not addressing those and having Josh Donaldson on the team, it, it's really put a sour taste to me. In my yeah. eyes, I still think, as you said, he's a Hall of Fame manager. General manager. But by the same token, take the yell and move on. But some of these no, things ag- 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 agreed. And listen, I I agree. Not having a left field, that it's it's one thing because people forget. It's not like it's not like you never not had a left fielder or like left field was kind of an abyss for a while too. I mean, if everything else is great, right. you can afford it. The team wasn't good enough. Like if you're the '98 right. Yankees, you can have Ricky Leday in left field. You know, like no nobody remembers Ricky Leday was the left fielder for the '98 Yankees because the rest Give of me the Chad Curtis with all well, of his nonsense, right. but Ch- he was. Right, Chad Curtis is your left fielder. I mean, Shane Spencer has to come up at the end of September because they don't have an outfielder. Like, we don't we right. don't remember that because they're the 98 Yankees everywhere else. And if the roster was good enough right. and they had enough invested, you can go with it. But you can't go into that season with that team knowing your third base is an issue, knowing uh, Stanton doesn't stay healthy, knowing all the different issues that the Yankees have to go into the season without a left fielder and specifically not a left-handed hitting one. It's asinine. It was a ridiculous mistake. I was furious at the offseason. They did nothing. They didn't add to the offense at all. Steinbrenner wants to say now run production is the, was the biggest problem of the team. I know they led the league in run scored last year. I know last year the Yankees led the American League in run scored. But quite clearly, their problem was run production in big games. The reason they lost is because they didn't score runs. And they went into the offseason and didn't do anything about it. Nothing. They brought back Judge and Rizzo. They didn't do anything to improve their offense. It was unacceptable. And things need to change. And I do believe on some level they understand that, even though they're not showing it. Like, they don't want to get into specifics. That's Hal's biggest problem. Get into the specifics on some level. You had to have answers. At one point, he was talking about the meetings, and he said, and I read all the minutes of the meetings. What do you mean you read all the minutes of the meetings? Were you not in the meetings, Hal? Like, you knew you were going to have to talk to the, to the fans. Be in the meetings. Have something to say. Come out here and talk about swing. Like, they hired a, a pitching coach, right? Uh, excuse me, a hitting coach. They just hired a new hitting coach, and there's clips all over the media, him, him against him uh, anti-launch uh, angle. Talk about that. Talk about the specifics on what you're going to do. Give the fan base something other than bunting. Lenny in Farmingdale. What's up, Lenny? Hey, how you doing? No, I I was just talking with my friend, okay, Anthony. You know George Steinbrenner, okay, if he was still alive, yeah. Houston would have never would have beat the Yankees twice. George would have went to his general manager and say, Listen, you get the people that we need, okay, to beat the Houston Astros. 
just in case if we have to face them next year. I want the people that we need. Yeah. That was George Steinbrenner. I know, but how do you do that? Because let me ask you a question. After the 2019 season when they lost game six of the ALCS to the Astros, right? And then the Yankees yeah. went and poached their ace pitcher, Garrett Cole, and put them on the Yankees. Wouldn't you classify that as a move to go beat the Astros? Yes. Well, then how come they didn't do it, Lenny? How come they didn't do it? Like, that's my point. George Steinbrenner could be alive all he wants. He doesn't guarantee victories. He guarantees you being happier with the way things are done because he'll spend more money. It doesn't mean he'll win. This is the same. He's the same owner through the 80s that didn't win a damn thing. Not a damn thing. And if you call me up and tell me how many regular seasons games they won over the 80s, I'm going to be freaking furious. Because no one gives a damn about regular season wins now. It's really not fair, Chris, to say they didn't win anything in the 80s. Do you know they won more games in the 80s than any other franchise? What does that mean? They had the entire Don Mattingly era outside the postseason. They had Don Mattingly, Ricky Henderson, and Dave Winfield. And couldn't win a damn thing. Tired of George Steinbrenner. Every conversation goes back to George Steinbrenner. If George Steinbrenner around, who knows what would happen if George Steinbrenner around? He would have traded. He would have traded Judge. Let's be honest. Who knows? He would have traded Judge for Christian Yelich. This is about this year's team, and it was an interesting and and it was an interesting press conference with Cashman. And ultimately, we're going to agree and disagree and yell at his tone and this and that. It's about next. It's about building the winning franchise. He's going to be the guy who does it. The owner has to step up and be willing to spend money. They need to make a splash. They need to dramatically impact this offense. They can't count on the fact that LeMay, who had a better second half than his first half, they can't count on the fact that the you know apparent fact that Stanton, when healthy, is a great hitter still. Like, they can't rely on that. They can't rely on Rizzo, Rizzo's head being fixed. They can't rely on those things. They need to go ahead and impact this offense. They need multiple outfielders. They need more than that. They need to dramatically change this team. But ultimately, all they need to do is win. They need to win. And I'm sorry if I don't believe that the Yankees have now hit some sort of rock bottom where they're incapable of winning for the next five or six years. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Not when I see teams pop up and win. Not when the Arizona Diamondbacks win. Would anybody be shocked if the Arizona Diamondbacks win 68 games next year? Would anybody be shocked? What do you think? They found the perfect way to build this team? It's about winning. That's it. He hasn't won enough, so we're all pissed at him. And he's pissed that you're pissed. And he's wrong for being pissed about being pissed. He acted, he, he was like, I don't know why, where that anger came from and all the, the cursing. And, and I mean, I loved it. It was great. I enjoyed watching it. 
And being the Cashman shill, I, I'll I'll take so much joy. I'm telling if they actually do figure out a way to freaking win, which I'm skeptical of as much as anybody. But if they actually do figure out a way to win, I'm gonna play these clips every every single week. I'm gonna play this clip every single show for two weeks after they win. All the clips of him being angry. I've, I, I'm all in. Let's go, Cash. Because you want to talk like this, Cash? You want to be a tough guy and scream and curse? And tell us we don't know what we're talking about? Then go win. Go win. 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you on the fan. We'll get into some other things as well as Brian Cashman, obviously. The Yankees are the topic of the moment because of that interesting, fun press conference that we had earlier today as they finally spoke after the miserable season ended, really back in August. But we got to get into the the Jets as well because they are still on the Zach Wilson train. I don't understand it. I'll never understand it. 